Hey everyone, this is Melissa Moffat here. And Kira Noel here. <laughs> we're doing a double show today. We're doing we're doing a thing, guys. We're doing a thing. This is a thing where Kira and I were going to interview each other, and then we realized that we both want to talk about the same stuff because <laughs> we overlap as a human being so much. And and so here we are. <laughs> so here's our double show in one. We're just gonna ask each other questions. We're gonna have a jam session. Grab your tea, grab your cacao, grab your tonic, and just like come play with us because it's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be fun. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Moffat. We are both in the coaching world, obviously. I do business and empowerment coaching, a lot of mindfulness stuff in there, healing-based stuff in there. And my show is called Air and Earth. So for those of you listening on Kira's show, and I live in Boulder, Colorado. That's, I think that's all you need to know for now. You'll learn some more. <laughs> and to Melissa's folks, what up? My name is Kira Noel, and I'm a feminine leader and empowerment coach. And we did meet in a mastermind, which is pretty cool. Um, my show is called the Multidimensional Musings Podcast, and it basically covers every fucking thing, hence multidimensional. Not one part of you is left out, and not one part of the experience is left out. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm currently in Canada, but I would say that I pretty much live everywhere around the yeah. world. <laughs> world traveler. She's a world yeah. traveler. Is that your tagline? Or did you just make that up? The multidimensional one? Yeah. Well, it's it's none of you gets left out, but I, that kind of just flowed through right now. And I was like, I, I like, like that. that. <laughs> I like that. Mine's air and earth. What is it? <laughs> I forgot. It's something like lifting you up and keeping you grounded. Actually, that's what it is. Yeah. I love that. And keeps you grounded. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I love that. Grounded and flying, baby. Grounded oh, and flying. Roots and rising. All that. All that. Okay. Oh. So what um let's let's talk about the family stuff first because we've been like jamming and really um going deep into actually let's just set the context that both melissa and i are very passionate about uh creating wealth but creating wealth in a way that is sustainable and health first and you know nervous system nourishment and, and all of the goodness we're, we're all really we're all into that but what I thought was super cool, you know, between Mel and I is that we have a very similar, I would say like family background story where there was a lot of health uh, sacrifice um, in order to create wealth. And it's so funny because I know both of us really, really are getting behind the belief that health is wealth. Um, and that health is a very or sorry, that wealth creation is a very multidimensional experience. And so we just thought it'd be super cool to kind of ask each other just the questions, you know, like what really goes on behind the scenes and building and creating wealth? And what did you see growing up? And what did I see growing up? And, and let's just like peel back the curtain. Yeah, totally, totally. Because how the lifestyle that I have now is so different from the lifestyle that I used to have and everything works a lot better. 
like everything's so much. I, I never knew that I could be so relaxed and spacious and also get like so much done mm. at the same time and have so much momentum at the same time. It's almost like the more, and it makes sense. Like logically it makes sense. But when you're conditioned to be in overdrive, when you're conditioned to be like, almost like fighting all the time for these, these metrics that don't, aren't actually the indicators of true success, which to me, true success is the, the well-being that I have and the love that I can give to the world and everything mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. So all the money I make, the wealth I'm building, buying my dream house, like all that kind of stuff comes from those two places and and if they didn't it wouldn't be worth it, mm -hmm. it, wouldn't be worth it. Mm -hmm. so okay so let's just start there for you I love that babe let's let's go into that because you know it's like heart first heart-led leadership we're that's that's what we do that's who we be yeah but it wasn't always that way so like growing up what did you see you know what did you experience where's let's talk about the contrast a little bit to give some context of kind of where you came from and then landing to where you are now. Well, it's really a generational story. So I have to go all the way back to the childhood of my parents. Really. My dad, when he was young, he, you know, spent a lot of time not at home he grew up in a very abusive household. So he would like camp and he was kind of like one of those wild boys, like roaming the neighborhood. And on top of that, he also had to work multiple jobs as a child because his, his, you know, father was abusive and wouldn't give him money for food. Mm -hmm. So my dad, as a young child was like having to feed himself. And he's told me stories of like, not putting that much in his sandwich because he didn't have much, you know, things like that, like not wanting to put multiple pieces of lunch meat because he couldn't afford it and things like that. So really coming from real scarcity, you know, and when he grew up, his father died of a heart attack when he was in his forties. So my dad at 18 was, you know, his mom was still around, but then his mom was also, my grandmother was also abused by their, by my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And he had two younger siblings and he became a truck driver. And he did that for a couple of years and he saved up money. And my dad is a really smart guy. So he got into a, a medical school after that, where it, it is a super intense medical school where their rate of getting people into, well, it was pre-med actually, sorry their rate of getting people into medical school, it's a hundred percent. So they cut you down. They cut, they will cut you out mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're not meeting the cut. Cause like they had, a, I don't think it's that anymore. Like, obviously that was like a long time ago, like 30 years ago now or something, but or more than that 40. So then he goes to medical school. He gets into Duke for his residency. He becomes like chief resident. He's working hard, obviously. Right. He, and, and it stems in like, we can see this, right? Because we've studied the relationship we, with money. We've studied how our childhood affects our relationship with money. But my dad just became a very, very hard worker. And 
I remember him being gone most nights. He was, you know, always present for like my, you know, like track meets and things like that. But he was working a lot and very hard and he became very successful, Mm -hmm. but it wore, it wore on him really. He, you know, he had a a workplace injury where a nurse was, he's a, he's a psychiatrist where a nurse was attacked and he had to like pick the patient up and like throw the patient off the nurse. And then he also had so much stress that he started having heart issues and, you know, I didn't hear from him for a couple of days and he calls me or I call him and I'm like, where, I'm like, where are you at? What's going on? He's like, I went to the hospital cause I was having a heart attack. And I'm like, and you don't think to tell me this, but so it was just like all this health stuff. And at the same time of, of the, the heart stuff, he, I, I was considering quitting my job. So I had, I had developed that same tendency. I became a straight A student. Mm-hmm. I worked super hard. I like wanted to be the best at everything, super driven, competitive. I went to engineering school. My plan, I remember being a freshman and like researching like the top PhD schools in the country. Like I was like, we're doing it. Like I'm going, I'm going to be the best because mm-hmm. that's what makes you happy, right? Like su- mm-hmm. you got to succeed. You got to like, <laughs> that's what you have to give is, is your, your output. Mm-hmm. And, and by the time I was 15, I also had some childhood trauma going up, growing up, like some sexual trauma and things like that. But by the time I was 14, 15, I was like having panic attacks and migraines and suicidal thoughts and all these kind of things. And I started getting help, but it came with me into college. And then I went to grad school and then I became an engineer. I decided not to go get a PhD because that by that point I was like really down it. <laughs> I, was like, I got I had gotten into yoga and meditation. I was like, I kind of want to be a yoga teacher though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe I should just do that. And I started growing my social media and I quit. So I quit my job. I quit cold turkey. Yeah. And I moved back home. I lived with my dad for a year and I started my business. And I completely from the inside out emptied out my whole system of how I'd been living and, and started fresh. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. I feel like you just told my life story. as well. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> oh my God. That is, that's crazy, babe. Yeah. That's, um, gosh, there's nothing like just like homegrown real trauma, you know, with money and wealth building and scarcity to really just shift some shift some shit in you to be like yo there is another way to do this there's another way it was a big I think a lot of people require wake-up calls and for a lot of people that was like the pandemic and people losing jobs and being like okay I'm not I don't want to do this job Mm -hmm. I don't want to work like this but Yeah. yeah for me it was like oh my dad might die because of work and I hate my work and I don't want to do that like yeah. yeah yeah well I just feel like yeah you just like told my story okay all right let me dive into it <laughs> so uh just like you my dad actually he grew up from a family where he basically had to fend for himself for sure um but it wasn't actually his dad that was abusive it was his mom and his mom like called the shots but she um 
she's a very troubled lady, you know, she grew up as a war child and she didn't have a family. And so from her generation, it was, it was all abuse. All she knew was like a very, um, I almost want to say nasty view of the world. And that was you know, carried on through my dad's upbringing and he created his success strictly through survival. It wasn't like, Ooh, I get to create success and thrive. It was, I'm doing this out of my own survival. Like this is, this is a survival thing for me. I need to do this. And so he went to a really, a really well-known best business school actually in Canada. Um, he got his degree in accountant and he took off at 25. He became the president of an international company and he just soared for 26 years. He did his thing. He was the president, but he did it at the sacrifice of not only his health, but of his relationships. He was always traveling. He was never home. Like dad was never around, but dad was the quote unquote fun dad because he provided. Yeah. He provided for us. However, he provided for us in a way that me and my brother could both see. We're like, whoa, like that's not okay. Like that there's, there's something's not right. And he kept a lot of his health stuff actually hidden because he didn't want to show us that he was suffering behind the scenes. And that was the, that was a huge wake up call for me was really realizing cool growing up. Yeah. Okay. Dad was the fun dad, but behind the scenes, he was suffering. And that broke me when I, when I realized that, that all of these years, it was almost like you were living a lie, you know, it's cool. Life was sort of kind of good. Yeah. There was quote unquote success, but your family is suffering at the expense of it, you know? And then that's when the question is like, at what cost, at what cost are we building this quote unquote success? And um, you know, me kind of following in his footsteps for so long. I went to business school as well. I got my degree. I was like, you know, if I base, if I wasn't getting 90s, I wasn't doing good enough. And so there is this constant feeling of, you know, the bar was always raising higher and higher and higher. And it was like, how much more could you achieve and how much more success could you have? And how much it was just like more, 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 more. Um, but for what, for what reason and at what cost, you know, those were like the two questions that kept showing up for me. And so after I graduated school and also while seeing my dad completely just suffer in his job, I was like, yo, there is another fucking way. I don't even know what way, but there is another way. And ironically enough, talking about yoga, I took my yoga teacher training, fucked off to Bali and completely lived a different life. You know, I had no idea what building wealth was. I had no idea how to even do any of that. I was like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher and be in Bali and travel the world. <laughs> um, and anyway, fast forward to now, and that's very much shifted. But the gist of it is is really the same. It, it, it hit home when I saw that, you know, yes, we can create all of the things, but there was a narrative. There was a narrative that it was never good enough. And that narrative of never being good enough kept perpetuating this, this um, sacrifice of self. You know, it's like I constantly would see the bar getting higher while also seeing the love in the family and the health in the family and the relationships in the family lower. And so it was like this weird experience of 
cool, you can have more, but you have to sacrifice more for it. And that really was, um, you know, a, a big driving force, even to this day, you know, even to this day, there's some lineage beliefs that I can see and patterns in my family um, that, that need to shift, you know, like my dad, my dad's still reaping these, these weird health struggles, stuff, whatever you want to call them, because of all of the years he put himself through hell and back to quote unquote, create wealth for himself, mm. you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And then insert our free spirited children in <laughs> you and me. <laughs> and we're like, you know, fuck this pattern interrupt. How do we create something new? <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So I'm curious if there, I heard you say something and it thought, I thought of a piece of my story and I'm curious if, if it resonates with you. Yeah. So when I quit my, so I was so interested in the success, not necessarily like, like my idea of wealth now is so, it's like freedom based. And I know that we like, we'll, we'll talk about that more later, but when I first quit the job, it's like this, it was like this over attachment to how I was viewed in society and like comparison and competition and like a very just like, like, yeah, just conditioned based success mm -hmm. approach. Right. And was so attached to it. And then when I saw what was happening to my dad, it's almost like the pendulum swung mm -hmm. and I went the other way and I was like, there for for at first I remember when I was in the process of quitting my job and becoming an entrepreneur I was like I don't want to make a lot of money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that because that's gonna make you bad like that's mm -hmm. gonna get you sick I remember mm -hmm. one time like my engineering salary was was $64,000 a year mm -hmm. and I was like I don't want to make more than that oh well mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like I don't want to make more than that I just don't want to yeah and then when, when I quit my job and I was making no money yeah. and I was like waking up in the middle of the night being like, how am I going to be a real human adult and not <laughs> live at home at my dad's house the entire rest of my life mm -hmm. and pay for things? Mm -hmm. It was like, I had to find a, a balance. Yeah. And I'm imagining you like fucking off to Bali and being like, I want nothing to do with any of this. That, that was me. That was me for honestly, babe, I'd say a good four years. I had this very, I was like, I, I don't, I don't need money. Like I can, I can be this minimalist. It, it was a very, it was yeah. like a glorified hippie lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. but what happened was this literally it was like the struggle so someone going from self-sacrifice making the money now i'm sacrificing self by saying i'm basically a breath of fuckitarian and can live off the land and not make any money <laughs> right and and so there's like in both cases there was just such an avoidant relationship to yeah you know money wealth numbers talking about it and and just you know, it's, I, I really want to just say, it's like, I feel like our generation is the first one that actually can really 
normalize talking about money and numbers and wealth and like not have this full-blown story or trigger system show up right like it's it's still a very fresh new way of living and you know our nervous systems have been so conditioned for so long to be like if it's quote unquote bad for us then oh okay I don't need it avoid avoid abort mission you know what I mean versus being like, whoa, how can I actually like make friends with it? And that was my own journey is how can I actually just make friends with it and know that I'm literally just being resourced? Like, like, let me shift the story behind what money actually is. Right. And I mean, we hear it now all the time, what money actually is and the energetic currency, but girl, I did not fucking know that when I was growing up. I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) I did not know that. And so to, I I think it's like really just painting the picture of like where we came from is important. You know, like this is not like I woke up like this. I I really had to work at this. I really had to sit at these like, I don't know about you. I'd love to hear about your story about, you know, rewiring your money beliefs and, and just having like, confronting sessions with yourself oh my god do you want to hear some stories I have some stories yeah yeah so I like I quit the I remember because I already had an Instagram following and I made this I made this ebook that was like a $15 ebook and I was convinced that like a thousand people were gonna buy it immediately as soon as I started selling it and I was gonna just gonna make like fifteen thousand dollars overnight, and I was gonna be good. I was gonna be good selling my fifteen dollar offer. Yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And I was actually making more like three hundred dollars a month for the first like six months. Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, and and like I said, I was like. I was like not wanting to look at my bank account. I was like waking up in the middle of the night. And so it w- I, I got to a place where I had already, before I started, I'd already been listening to podcasts about, you know, building a business and all this kind of stuff. I hadn't taken any courses or worked with any coaches, but I, I remember I somehow ran across the first money coach I ever came across was Denise Duffield Thomas who wrote get rich lucky bitch okay okay yeah, made, yeah. Wait, I gotta I think I came across her in a podcast but the first money book I actually I, I can't remember which one I read first the first two were get rich lucky bitch and then also you're a badass at making money and uh-huh. I remember I remember money's like really big on that on, on the front of that book. And I remember carrying that book around and like checking out and like buying that book and like trying to hide it. Yeah. Cause I didn't want anyone. I was like, I don't want anyone to know them. Like, I don't care about money. And I was the same thing. I was like a minute. I like sold all my shit. Like <laughs> I had like gotten rid of everything in my life. You know, I was like, we're starting over, like burn, burn it down. Yeah. But yeah. So there were, I started out by reading cause I was way too scared to start investing in myself. Mm. I was terrified. I remember buying my first course. It was actually a personal development, personal development course. And it was like a hundred dollars a month for a year. That was the payment plan. Mm-hmm. And I like, 
I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this, (laughs) which by the end of that year, because of all the money work I did, a hundred dollars was like a dollar leaving my account, you know, but I went hard on it. I did. I, I dove in and I was reading books. I just became so enthralled with it because so much started shifting immediately. So I read books and then I got into, I eventually got into Denise Duffield Thomas's, she has a money boot camp course. And then I took Amanda Francis's, uh, money queen makeover. It's like something money makeover. I took that course and I just started taking courses around money. And then I got a business coach and yeah, I was just like journaling so much and listening to meditations. And part of it is I, I, I had moved back home. Right. And so my, my dad's house is in a super rural area. Like it's 40 minutes to a grocery store kind Mm -hmm. of rural. Mm -hmm. And so I was alone, like 99% of the time post breakup, post quitting my job and was just forced to do like mega inner work. And so yeah, a lot changed. I like within a couple months of me starting to really invest in myself. Like I said, I, I, I read the, the you're a badass at making money and she really emphasizes in there getting a mentor. So I hired a one-on-one coach and, you know, in, and I quit my job August, 2018. I made like $300 a month until like January, February. I remember I had like a $2,000 a month. And by May, I had my first $10,000 a month. Wow. And, that's crazy. But then I constricted again for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too much. And, yeah. but I love that. I think that that's a, I think that that's a good, that's a good, like, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like stumbling forward in it, you know, because I feel like we can go into this, um, you know, it's like you and I both know doing the inner work, right? Like the courses and the meditations and the mentors and the nervous system work is like, is fantastic. And then there's, there's also like the natural ebb and flow and like expansion and contraction cycle of your life. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really important to talk about. And I get it because I had, I had a very similar experience actually, where I move my dad always called me to go big or go home kid and I like (laughs) move through life like fast and I just move through things really fast and so shit happened fast but (coughs) excuse me but it also it also scared me like it 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 scared me and that's when I I felt myself almost grasping to control I'm like whoa how big can this get do you know what I mean I don't know if you ever had that experience with expansion but it's kind of like when you were initially expanding, you're like, okay, hey, whoa, this works, this works, this works. And, and the momentum is so different at the beginning than it is like now, right? Like momentum is, is a, I feel like is a dopamine hit at the beginning because you're like, what the fuck do I do with this? Right. It's just like things are expanding and things are growing and you're making money and you're like, whoa, this is cool. And then all the beliefs of like, okay, but how do I keep it? And how do I sustain it? And like, how does this keep coming in? You know, yeah, the momentum is like, yeah, you like try and control the momentum and then it's like, ooh, contraction. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think there's like layers. There's so many layers too. Like I started out deep in like the mindset work, like working with my beliefs, which is more it's 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 like less dense. 
Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of people start is more like, oh, money's good. Money isn't bad. Money can be good too. I see that. I logically understand that. And I had this thing happen where I did so much of that and it really helped me a lot. And then I I remember I got to the point where I was making like $25,000 a month and, you know, was building a team and all these things inside my body. I felt similarly to how I had felt when I was making nothing. And I was also part of that was that I had a lot of unresolved trauma that I just hadn't had the capacity or the know-how of how to work with it. Mm-hmm. And then, and I like, I went through this healing process and also like my money journey got to come with it where it got to like move deeper into the denser layers of my body and my nervous system and all of that. And it really helped open up even more. Okay. So let's actually, I want to kind of talk about that because similar, um, there's a lot of money affirmations, money work, you know, the, the mindset stuff and coming from a family, this is actually really interesting because coming from a family where we lived from our head up, right? So it was all mindset stuff, Mm -hmm. doing the somatic work, doing the nervous system work, doing the body work that only came until my body almost went into a little bit of an expansion shock of how much I grew. It was like my business grew. I ran a retreat. I was traveling around the world. I was, you know, I was clients were just coming from everywhere. Thousands of dollars were coming in and it was just like, whoa, (laughs) like how did this all happen? And then what happened was it, it, it wasn't my mind. It was my body that I'm like, what do I do with all of this? And to, to, even add more to that in this massive expansion where for four years, I feel like I just kept compounding like literal money, but also experiences and just, just a wealthy lifestyle. Yeah. It's like the lifestyle just kept exponentially expanding. It was almost like it was going so fast that my body was like, how do I hold all this? How do I be with all this? And it wasn't until I bought this house where I was actually called to the deepest layer of nervous system work and embodiment work and the somatic journey. Oh, because, girl, me too. Yeah. I was like, there, I bought my house. Totally. It was the house because you're like, holy shit. Okay. I've just been doing this money work. And like, yes, there's been thousands of dollars that have now been opened up and like moving in and out and like 10, 20, 30 K months and like, this stuff, this, this stuff is real. Yeah. But then your net worth basically like my net worth jumped fucking high mm-hmm. when I bought this house and that, that whole thing of like, I actually felt the physicality of holding wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's when my body was like, yo girl, there's so much more to this. And so then there was like another honestly, I would say the last year has been huge, 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 huge nervous system work and like feeling and holding and like really bringing almost a tangible experience to what wealth feels like. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And <laughs> I think for me, one of the pieces was too, that's so interesting that it happened after we both got our houses. And yeah, I totally agree with that, that it was like, how do I actually work with this? Like, how do I actually receive this? Mm-hmm. How can I actually, 
lean into this support was part of it for me because of coming from so much like trauma, I realized what I was, part of what I was doing is that I was projecting my safety onto the wealth. Yeah. So even though I had come into so much of a better relationship and like, I wasn't working, you know, super hard. I was working in aligned ways. I was doing work. I love my body didn't feel safe still. And so I was like, there was this unconscious piece of me that was hoping that I would become, I would feel safe. Mm-hmm. Like if you have money, you'll feel safe. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that happens to a lot of people. And so, and I got the money and I still didn't feel safe. And I had to learn how to find that self-sourced joy and safety and, and pleasure and all of those things too. Yeah. That's as you're saying this, I'm like literally visualizing that experience of, and and like, you can almost like make this into like a drama show. I'm not kidding. Like, it's like you have, you you buy the house. Yeah. And so you have this massive amount of quote unquote safety because you have a house now you can live in. It's like your safe place. Right. And you have equity and you, you have an asset and you have all this stuff. Right. But but also, and I think for us, it's very similar. It's like, but also on one level, and this is like the nervous system work on one level, it's like, cool. There's like this safety, but there's also a part of you that knows, but I don't want to fully attach to that safety because that's not true safety within me. And then you're like, but wait, but I want to receive the house. And like, so you're like constantly playing this, like, okay, allow myself to open, to receive more but also find safety within and yeah. also allow myself to, to not get too attached to, you know, the net worth and all this shit and everything else that comes with it, but also be super proud of myself that I just bought a house. And so it's like, you're, you know, and this is, this is why I say wealth is such a multidimensional experience because all parts of you are going to be touched by wealth. You know, all parts of you are going to be opened up and, and, and seen and witnessed and heard when the energy of wealth touches you, you know, it's like, there's nowhere to hide and it's allowing all, all of you to kind of rest easy in it. But really what it's doing is it's just bringing you back to a deeper sense of self and being like, yo, I can create this. And I'm also so fucking safe within myself that I know no matter what I got me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I'm curious if you'll (laughs) resonate with this too. Yeah. So did you ever go through this transition of like, like, and I'm sure you did, but like, <laughs> you know how your why changes again and again and again. And at oh. first it's like, I want money so that I can like pay rent. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, like I want to buy a house. And then it kind of like goes over into like so much overflow that it like doesn't, it doesn't make sense to want more. Like it, like it doesn't at a certain point, like it doesn't make you happier. Like it's, it's fun. And I just like, I had this experience cause we're staying in an Airbnb right now. And it's like in this multi-million dollar house, it's like fancy as shit. It's like fancier than our house. Our house had water damage just being fixed and we get here and I'm like, I don't feel any different on the inside, <laughs> which I, I knew that, but actually experiencing it, I'm like, huh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel any different. Like, it's just, okay. It's just like a bunch of fancy shit around me, which is great and fun. And it's pretty. And like, like 
all that. But like there, I had to go through when I was doing all that nervous system work, I had to find like really much better wise. Like if I was going to keep expanding, yeah, it couldn't just be because I want more. Like it, I had to find other reasons and it looked like, like, does this resonate with you? Oh my God. Yeah, babe. I want, I don't want you to go into that. Like what were, what were the other reasons? Like the other reasons became like, cause it, it was still like, well, it, it was that projection of safety. So I was like, okay, we really have to like get that back. And so, so like most of the time, like, like I remember I felt more scarcity than abundance. Then it was like maybe half and half. And now it's like way more abundance. And every once in a while is like a weird scarcity moment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so that supported it. And then, and then it was like, like, what do I actually want to do with this? Yeah. And for me, what that's looked like so far is, you know, like my partner and I have dreams of building a meditation center together. which requires land, like a lot of land. Like we're thinking like a hundred acres worth of land, which we are probably going to end up moving soon, eventually. And also having room to have babies. And that is going to take a lot of money to buy a big property and a big piece of land. But it also like, it became more of an offering right and then the same thing with like I want to be able to support my family more like my parents yeah you know and make it where like my mom doesn't have to work and things like that yeah and I never thought I could be that person who could like easily you know do that but it's there now and then also it became a matter it became not even about the money so much. Like the money truly became a byproduct of, of can I just like really hone my creativity and my service in my work mm-hmm. and let me feel the best I can possibly feel in my leadership and what I'm putting out into the world, creating more joy in my business, creating, you know, jobs for people, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And really changing lives mm-hmm. and that that it wasn't about the money it was like actually about the impact and the money became like it just money just came <laughs> yeah yeah I, I love that I first of all bless you because it's so beautiful I love hearing I that love um yeah that's so beautiful babe like and I adore that and I actually I'm, I'm curious you know as your as your why shifted what kept coming up as you were saying this is like, did you have, did you ever have or experience this a little, not internal battle, but almost this like internal dialogue of, whoa, I get to give myself permission to shift my why, like my why gets to shift. And I think that this is a big thing for some people. It's like, yeah, at at the beginning, it's like, cool, make your money. Like it is about the money goals, but but there is, there is a point where like the money goals don't fucking mean anything, you yeah. know, like they're cool, but I get it. Like, I want to be able to like, set up my parents for life and they don't have to worry. Like, that's a huge why for me where that why wasn't accessible uh-huh. know, a couple of years ago. Right. And so I'm wondering if there was like this, this like 
personal permission slip that you could let your why change, you know? Yeah. For me, there was this void of confusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> there was this like empty space where I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like why am I doing this? I don't know yeah. anymore. And I had to like, it was like th- this death and rebirth. And then I came out on the other, it lined up with my Saturn return too. Yeah. So, but I, it lined up with my Saturn and I went in and I was like, I was like enjoying the business, but I wasn't feeling like the same drive and the same creativity. And it just felt like wonky. And like, I was wearing shoes that were too small and also too big at the same time. And like, I didn't, and and like, it was great. Like I had amazing clients during that time and amazing offers, but I just internally felt weird. Like if people were looking at me from the outside, they would have no idea, except I told them like, cause yeah because authenticity like I know I'm doing it but I feel weird yeah no one would have been able to tell but it was almost this like internal renewal that then like slowly started to ripple out into how I was doing things and what I was doing things and then obviously why I was doing things yeah yeah I actually you know again relating Saturn return um I so get that, babe. I so get that. And I actually think that that void space, let's talk about the void of it because you just brought, you just like touched it. Let's do the The, void. Let's let's do the void. The void space is, is pretty fucking gnarly, but it's super cool because, you know, I feel like our generation are the greatest ones who do take the void space and be like, I'm going to question all of this. And like, that's such a cool trait to have, you know, as like, leaders and pioneers of this new paradigm and and all of this right it's like we are creating something that hasn't been created before um but yet I feel like the void space is still feared by so many and yet it's literally the very place where look your why can change you could totally come out and create something monumental that shifts your whole life like who knows what the void has for you but I I know that I resisted that void space. Oh God, me too. Oh my God. Like I was like, I think you have to at at first. I mean, it's hard not to. I was so resistant, babe. Like at the beginning, I mean, I've been through a couple of voids, let's be real. But like the very first one that I'm like, I can't surrender to like, no, 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 no. It was like all of my control mechanisms that I thought just died and that I completely you know alchemized into something greater yeah they all came up and they're like I'm gonna control every second and not allow myself to surrender that was like my very first experience of it um and it was hell because I was hanging on for dear life you know and I wasn't allowing that like real real detox and change you know to occur that death rebirth has been so um it's actually been such a huge piece of creating wealth. You yeah, know, it's like we, totally. we, we do need to, um, wealth is such a pure frequency, you know, and we, we are constantly asking to be shed, you know, I think. Yeah. Online, well, you spend you know? money and then money comes back too. It's yeah. like, yes, you spend it, it goes out, it, yeah. it's gone and then it comes back. But isn't that, but isn't that crazy how it's literally like just that circulation alone. And yet there's still a, there's still such a heavy resistance. Yeah. 
to literally just like a death rebirth to a cleanse. To totally. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, sometimes you're like, what is life? <laughs> yeah. I just paid a shit ton of money for a paying in full for a coaching container, buying a car. I bought more courses, <laughs> <laughs> paid for the therapy. I've spent a shit ton of money in the past month. And like, there's still a lot of wealth there, but there, like, even just today, I just did like a big healing day yesterday and I woke up today and I was like, am I okay? <laughs> like, am I going to like crash and burn right now? <laughs> did I just like, did I just like burn it all down subconsciously? And then I look and I'm like, no, we're actually okay. <laughs> like we're more than okay. It's so funny, you know, like, yeah, that, that, ebb and flow is so important it's I mean it is nature like you're saying it's like we see that literally mimicked everywhere but somehow because we're logical humans we're like no and sometimes like for me I experienced my Saturn return was like a big ebb yeah like a big old ebb it was like I was stuck in the whirlpool on the side of the river for like a year and a half you know which is adorable that's like Saturn return right yeah but it like yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's, it's meant to be challenging because it's literally like shedding things away that aren't, aren't working, that aren't in your highest alignment and the highest alignment of what you can give to the world. It's like an ego kick, you know, and, and it's all good, but it's like, I think when we embrace the void, it really helps us to, to, expand our capacity by being okay with being in discomfort and then we can also experience more joy on the other side of it yeah yeah I love yeah I love that I would love to hear for you um when was the tipping point where you're like yo I can rest and I can take care of myself and I can receive. I think, and I think you have a course, rest and receive, or a master class or something. Rest yeah, I taught a free master class called rest and receive. Okay, I mean, that I'd love to hear. Just like I feel like I don't know. I just want to ask that question. Like, there's a tipping point there because that's a huge paradigm like shift, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I want to celebrate that with you and be like, yo, babe, that's a big thing. Like, that's a huge thing to know that we get to open and we get yes. to rest and we get to take care of our vessel and we get to, I mean, there's intricacies. Yes. But we still get to receive. We still get to, we still get to be part of that circulation and that momentum and that money flow. And I'd love to just like hear you riff on that. I also taught a class called the tipping. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So I feel like it's been layers. It's been like yeah. deeper and deeper layers. Like the first time there were two times that happened pretty close together where I had, I had one course when I kind of first started actually with courses and coaching and all that kind of stuff. And I, I taught that course for maybe like a year and a year and a half before I ever created anything else. And I remember one time being in Hawaii and like I was doing sales calls with it. I was like having to very actively be with the business to get sales. And I was in Hawaii and like someone signed up for it who had been thinking about it for a long time. And so like I made money and I was like not working and I was like, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then there was another time a couple months later that I was literally binge watching Shit's Creek on the couch for like eight hours that day. 
and and someone signed up for that course which was like a thousand two hundred dollars at the time and I was like (laughs) I was like I just made money while binge watching tv so that's when it kind of like that first those first inklings of like okay you don't have to like work quite so hard oh you can be like chilling but the the deepest one I've had recently has been at the toward the very end of my my Saturn return I kind of hit a brick wall where it was this last summer I knew everything in me one I hadn't taken a full break since mm-hmm. I started my business, even on breaks, I was still working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I hadn't taken a full break and it was June and I was feeling like I needed to take a break. And I was like, no, we were in the mastermind together at this time. So you might remember. <laughs> but I was like, no, like I'll go to LA for a couple of days. And like, that was my break, but I was still working. Yeah. And I had the lowest month I'd had in like a year and a half. And I was like, am I burnt out? Like, I remember looking up like burnt out and being like, what is happening? (laughs) And and so I was like, okay, I got really clear in my system. I was like, I'm going to take a break, a full break, like six weeks. And I'm not going to, if I don't want to sell anything, I'm not. And I didn't make anything new. I didn't create anything. And I made like six posts during that time. I was offline, like three quarters of the time, like completely not even online. Mm-hmm. And I quadrupled what I had made the month before. Mm-hmm. I had like a one-on-one coming and paying in full. I remember I went camping and I was offline for like four days and I came back and I checked my thing and I had like thousands of dollars of people signing up for things that I wasn't promoting and I wasn't like actively selling like things I'd already made. And I was just like, and I remember being like, this wasn't actually a break. This was like anchoring in my new way. Normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Oh God. Okay. So wait, let's just celebrate that. That's beautiful. Oh my God. I'll receive that. Yeah. That's really beautiful, babe. I do remember that in the mastermind actually. And I think I remember that. California trip or something I remember watching your stories and being like this girl isn't taking a break (laughs) I was not taking a break no I was like in the mastermind being like I'm on vacation and nothing's working in my business so I'm not having fun yeah 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 oh my god so funny okay so um there was two I'll call them tipping points two tipping points one was in 2020 and um that I actually got a taste of it was like the first taste of this like massive influx of money into my business um and my business was fresh okay so it was a massive influx of money but I I was like I couldn't receive it fully because I I questioned it I was like yo what the like this is actually what happens and it was a mastermind I ran and it was a five-figure investment. It was a ballsy move on my part. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was a ballsy move. It was a five-figure investment. It sold out right away. I had eight people join. And it was just like, it, so for six months, it was like this monthly like chunk. And my system, I was like, yo. And it wasn't so much of like rest and receive, but it was more of like, 
I get to do my work in the world and be and be paid for it. Like I get to do mm-hmm. that. That was like a really big tipping point for me. It was the easiest, even to this day, I'm not kidding you, like full transparency, the easiest launch ever. It was just the easiest everything. Like it was such in flow. I was I look back and I'm like, I, I didn't even like this is gonna sound weird, but I didn't even try. Like it was just such a deep offering of, hey, I'm ready to jam with eight leaders. Let's fucking go for six months. And it just it happened. And so that was the first real big influx, you know, in one time where I felt that I could really do this whole coaching thing. You know what I mean? That like every single part of my being was like, yeah, we're on board for this. It's like, we can get behind this because you're being resourced, but you're also really excited about this. Like you're also, you love this. You love having leaders together. You love having connection. It was a connection and a community vibe that I'm like, I need to be more, like I need to be part of this. This is something that's important to me. So that was a huge tipping point for me in 2020. My Saturn return, I'm actually just coming out of it, BT dubs. But my Saturn return kicked my bum because I created all of this wealth. Yeah, it was like my why kept changing. I created all this wealth. I created all of this community. I created this business. I created all of that. And then there was that same point within me where I'm like, okay, cool, but what's next? And that scared me. That really scared me. It was like, am I sabotaging? Am I letting this go? Am I, am I letting my ego kind of run with this? Like it it was, it was this big clusterfuck. And actually you were the mastermind too. When I had that, I had it with, well, we were talking about it in the mastermind. Um, and, but I needed that. I really needed that because I needed my own why to change. So now I could have an influx of oh, okay, I don't actually want to create wealth in the same way that I was doing it before. I want to create wealth in a way that wasn't so push, 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 because before there was, there was a lot of push, there was a lot of excitement, there was a lot of momentum, but it was exhausting at some points. And I felt like if I wasn't in that high vibe, push, 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 that my business wasn't going to run. And I needed to see that contrast through my Saturn return to say, I can rest and I can still receive, Mm -hmm. right? Like that contrast was really powerful because what I built and how I built all of that, you know, there's a tipping point of, yo, I can receive an influx of money and, and, and I can be paid for, you know, my work in the world. There was that big part in 2020, but that momentum carried me. And it was like this really high, like exciting traveling, like it was, it was a loud momentum, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <clears throat> but I, I didn't experience the opposite yet. Yeah. I didn't experience the like quiet, soft, restful momentum where I could still receive that same influx of bigness in a softer way. Mm-hmm. The way I, I visualize this process is like yeah. your 2020 was like a tree. You like seeing the outside of the tree. And then it was like, the roots that you like can't see but you like feel internally yeah oh yeah that's beautiful yay I'm so glad you're coming out of it (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. We've been talking for an hour now. Do you believe that? Holy shit. I hope y'all had some uh, good insights going on. <laughs> oh, that was a good, that was a good chat. That was a good chat. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're getting some stuff out of it for sure. That was awesome. Totally. Totally. Babe. Yeah. So all to say is, you know, we're on the same vibe, but I just, you know, I really want to just bring forward like the way you are leading and creating and, and doing the thing, you know, it's, it's felt and it's seen, babe. And like, I'm, I'm proud of you. I know you don't need to hear this, but I'm proud of you. And it's, it's really beautiful to just know that there's sisters and there's humans and there's really good souls in the world that are like, yeah, let's do great things, but let's do it with our heart. And like, let's take care of the people, you know? Thank you. And I love being in a space with, this is something we both felt in the mastermind with people who can really celebrate other women, you know? And I love seeing you with your sisters and the way you treat them shows me how much how much and you can see this like you can see this through what you create you can see this through how you share you just have this like knowingness you have this like clarity about who you are mm -hmm. and I think it really inspires people to just truly be themselves in the world and mm -hmm. I love everything you do and I'm so thankful for you as a friend and a, and a sister and appear in our in our work in the world <laughs> and isn't that so sweet I, if I wasn't still an engineer we would never say shit like this to each other <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah it's just it's just really nice it's really nice to like have a breath of fresh air and be like wow we can like we get to live like this like we get to create a life like this you know it's really beautiful <laughs> my high achiever queen <laughs> are you traveling at all soon i'm potentially um yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna head back to europe but i'm gonna wait till it's a bit warmer over there right um, and then i really do just want some sand in my ass so i don't know maybe like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's weird. The, like, just, I feel like that was just one last thing that I'll say is like surrendering timing has been such a big thing in mm. all of this, you know, it's like surrendering what time meant has really helped so much just expand and like happen on behalf of me. Right. Where it's like, it can just, things can happen. Plans can happen. Money can circulate. And you're like, Whoa, I don't to plan every single detail yeah wisdom yeah. right there truth yeah truth. well on that note on kira's awesome wisdom drop <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it up so from all of my listeners at air and earth thank you if you um, are on kira's show feel free to come find me on instagram it's melissa for the period and then Moffett, M-O-F-F-E-T. And 
from my multidimensional musings crew and sexy listeners. Uh, <laughs> I will, um, thanks for jamming and also on Melissa's, Melissa's community. Thanks for jamming as well. We will put, uh, you know, all the links and all the goodness in show notes. Yeah, all the links and all the things. Yeah. I need to call mine. I'm, I don't know. My sex, what did you call <laughs> Okay, so on one episode, I like said, I, I referred to my people as my sexy listeners. And I was like, oh, that's a vibe. I like that. Yeah, sexy listeners. Yeah. I don't call, I think I, my inner earth people, I don't think I call, I'm just like, hey. <laughs> Hey again. <laughs> it's me, guys. It's hey, me. y'all. <laughs> oh my God, I love you. Um, yeah, so that was fun. That was a fun vibe. If you ever want to do a duo jam, like, oh, my girl. Oh, man. I love you. I love you, you, We love you all. And bye bye.